And we are live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am Sean, coming from London, Ontario, and this is Scumbags Wrestling Podcast number 129. Tonight, we're going to be looking at some of the news that's happened uh, this past week in WD, especially uh, the release of Zelina Vega and all the ripple effects that's going to happen with that. Then we're also going to look at this weekend's Survivor Series pay-per-view, where going to run down the six matches that are supposed to happen and give my predictions on that. And of course, we're going to turn everything over to Jonesy at the end of the show as we take a trip down memory lane. He sent me a 12-page list of everything that's happened, okay? It's actually 11 because the 12th page was only a little bit on there, but there's a lot of action that go went on in the month of November. Next week is going to be just as full, but I want to thank you all for joining us. And before I bring in Chris Jones, I have one announcement to make that we did last week, and that's this. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal in support of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17, for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on Steven's Wrestling Journey. So yes, as you just saw, Christmas is around the corner. You don't want to miss out on this amazing deal. The t-shirt and poster, all for $30. 22 stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene. Contact me. I can even personally deliver it to you, depending on how far away you are. But we're going to give money all to Sick Kids Hospital in trial on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey. Now, like I said, bringing in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. How are you tonight, Jonesy? I am pretty swell. Excellent. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, hopefully things are uh, well on your end. Uh, you got the Niagara Festival lights going on uh, there. It looks uh, really good. Uh, a couple of extra additions to uh, the displays this year. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out that way, but there's always another year. Uh, just staying home, staying safe, and watching wrestling. Yourself? Uh I'm mostly staying home. Uh, I go out for walks around here, but I mostly avoid uh, all the people I can. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's nice out there. It's definitely dead. I went down to the hill and down to the horseshoe today, and very few people around. Understandable. That's a it's shame. Like, it's like old WCW shows, man. There's <laughs> no one around. Yeah. Well, we're going to jump in with the news. As I said earlier uh, at the start of the show, uh, one of the major uh, news items that came out this week was the release of Zelina Vega. She had just been getting a huge push on uh, Raw and got moved over to SmackDown. 
and now she is actually gone from the company. And a lot of it stems from the fact that she uh, apparently gets a lot more money uh, by being on Twitch and Cameo than she was even making as a WD superstar, especially right now with no house shows and everything else going on. And I guess also when she signed her contract, it was before AEW existed, so she was on a lower end of the scale of getting paid as opposed to those who were uh, paid extra money to stay and not go to um, AEW. So this also uh, is a relation to the Andrew Yang situation there. He's looking to uh, help support WWE talent and get uh, better deals for them because they're independent contractors who can't work anywhere else. Unlike uh, other wrestlers, even for AEW, they can work other promotions. But if you work for WWE, you're just working there, yet you're supposed to be independent. Um it also is reflecting on the fact that uh, they can't do the Twitch and cameos unless they're under WWE names. Now, I kind of get that, and we've uh, talked about it before, but if they're using their own name, I think it's a different situation. But if they're trying to make money off their trademark names, then, of course, um, uh, I don't blame WWE offices for saying, hey, you know, you're making um, extra money off our product. Yes, it's your body and everything, but it's our name that's getting people there. It'd be like somebody taking a sleeve of uh, cups from McDonald's and selling drinks on the side of the road and pocketing that money and not giving McDonald's any uh, money back for it because of their logo and everything and people expecting McDonald's. It's two different things. Yes, but it's almost the same concept. If somebody's selling themselves as their WWE character and making money off it, they should uh, benefit the company that you're representing as well, and they should dictate in a way what you're saying because it could reflect badly on them, especially as a publicly traded company. Now, I think there's also uh, uproar, uh, people saying, oh, what about Bruce Pritchard? You know, he still has his... Uh, deal with Conrad Thompson and doing his podcast, yet he's an employee, actually, of WWE as opposed to an independent contractor. How can he have both? But he also negotiated that when he came back to WWE to work for Vince. So, Jonesy, with sort of all that, and also, uh, before I let you uh, throw in uh, your thoughts, the president of SAG, Screen Actors Guild, is also getting involved and possibly going to bring in wrestlers to be a part of the Screen Actors Guild, which does include actors, singers, production people, stunt people. So I can see where they kind of would fit under SAG. But your thoughts on everything that's going on there, Jonesy? I think once Vince McMahon is out of the picture those things will move along a lot faster. Uh, it's inevitable that a, eventually a union is going to get their grubby little hands on uh, wrestlers because it didn't make sense for someone like SAG to come in. Um, and, I mean, it. these companies, they they have a right to do it the way they are, but it's the workers that if they want better things then they have to start pressuring uh 
But as long as there's long as there's wrestlers out there willing to work the WWE way, then it's going to be very tough for anyone to really break into being a union person and working for the WWE is they don't. Yeah. And I think if they did, if they went that way, they would, they would get their own union. Like they would find a union. Um, and that's the thing there as well. Like for everybody who wants to uh, stand up like Zelina Vega did and uh, say, no, I'm not giving up my Twitch and uh, cameos and all that other stuff. Yeah. They're going to say goodbye to you. And there opens up another spot for somebody who does want to work there. Like everybody who wants to go there knows the situation. It's not something that's a surprise yet. The people still strive to go there and it's all about negotiating as well. Bruce Pritchard, he negotiated and talked like an adult to get it done, not sneak around and set up their own thing and try and, uh, score money under the table or, well, obviously in public, but, you know, on their own using trademark stuff. So I think any wrestler, regardless of their union or not, if they're good at negotiating, they're going to get what they want or they're not going to go. It's all about being an adult and doing their thing. They, I re- would hate to see uh, any union in sort of wrestling because of the fact that if you look at way unions are in regular work uh, environments, yes, they're going to help you get benefits. They're going to help you get medical and retirement funds and all this other stuff. But there's a dark side to it where if you're a moron and you can't work, you use that system and you get to keep your job so many times. So if you're a horrible wrestler, how are you going to get rid of this guy? I think what they what they really need is they need people that are better at managing wrestlers, people that will fight for their their wrestlers, and and basically everyone kind of has to be in the same pool. That well, if you don't give this stuff to us, then we just won't work for WWE anymore. Uh, but unless there's a bigger competitor out there that is going to be able to, because nobody. Can can go against the WWE except for say New Japan or something. They they unless you have deep pockets uh, and have been around for a while, you're not you're not going to compete with them. Yeah, and then so, you have AEW and the con money. Yeah, that's a lot more than the McMahon money is, but you know there's only a certain length of time that guys like Jericho. Uh, and Rhodes and all them can say, hey, this is what we should be getting, and uh, Tony nodding and agreeing, yep, 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 yep. Because, you know, I guess Chris Jericho's mentioned the fact that if when they were traveling, they were getting their hotel uh, expensed and stuff like that. Well, of course Tony Khan's going to throw uh, that uh, out there to get people to be there and treat them like they would the Jacksonville Jaguars, but not every. that's not going to last forever. No, no, no. It's it it it's not. And I mean that that's something. Give it a year or two more, and then you'll we'll we'll see if AEW actually has enough to to, to continue. 
The wrestling is fine, but the rest of it is a hot mess. Yep. So getting off uh, that subject, uh, we're going to continue on. Uh, some uh, news and notes include Chelsea Green made her long-awaited debut on uh, WDTV. Uh, she had made an appearance and then disappeared back to NXT and then disappeared again, got brought up and hadn't been seen. And she got brought out for SmackDown to qualify for the women's team and fell off the ring and broke her arm or wrist and quite the way to debut. And I guess they were also going to call her victorious instead of uh, Chelsea Green. But thankfully they didn't announce that because she definitely was not victorious and Liv Morgan uh, ended up uh, taking her spot and getting the win to go to uh, Survivor Series this weekend. Uh, Drew McIntyre ended up uh, showing up on SmackDown as well. And that set up a interesting situation for the uh, match with Roman Reigns. And sure enough, Drew McIntyre ended up winning the uh, championship back from Randy Orton this past Monday, changing what's happening on Sunday. There's talk about Edge versus The Fiend instead of Orton at WrestleMania 37. And if that happens, it could also be a mixed tag match involving Alexa Bliss and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. God, no. Okay, so we can disapprove of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Karrion Cross has been working out hard again and could be returning at any time. Uh, he looks be well ahead of schedule from his uh, shoulder injury. WD is. Uh, Okay, Alexa Bliss, actually, sorry. Alexa Bliss, yeah, got engaged this uh, weekend to Ryan Cabrera. Uh, I guess they got introduced by uh, The Miz and Maurice. And so uh, that ended up making its rounds on uh, social media. Aaliyah and Murphy might end up having some marriage uh, angle on SmackDown now that he has the blessing of Ray and Dominic. And a lot of people still are upset over the... 11 to 13 years uh, age difference, whatever it is between them. But storyline is storyline as long as it's not real. But even if it was real, she's of age. He is. And so be it. If it is. You know what? These people need to get a, like it's fucking wrestling. Exactly. And the fact of, okay, were you okay when uh, Dominic uh, is, um, uh, adoption paper up for grabsies and like like come on uh, they they I think they've had worse storylines yeah and so what it it's I that think... it's that hot angle yeah it's working for them right now so who knows it might end up turning into Murphy uh, going back to being a heel he just turned on Seth and just going to go against him tomorrow night on SmackDown but you know this is a way also getting rid of Seth Rollins because Becky Lynch is supposed to be uh, giving birth to their child later on uh, next month. Um, just your thought on this. Uh, I know you're adjusting your lighting, uh, but um, last week on AEW, Jade uh, 
showed up and challenged Cody Rhodes on behalf of Shaquille O'Neal. Of all people, Shaquille O'Neal wanting to work and do AEW. This same guy who I'm pretty sure is retired from basketball is just doing analysts on TNT. So there's your connection between AEW and uh, Shaq. But he was around at the WCW time when it was around and hanging out with Hogan and all that and has appeared in WD recently and uh, was wanting a match against Big Show. But WCW has been out of business for almost 20 years. And he wants to get into a program somehow in AEW involving Cody. Thoughts? Again, how about you pick somebody that actually, you know, is relevant? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, it's, again, it's they're just rehashing old shit. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised Dennis Rodman hasn't come in. Like, you know, come on. Carl Malone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't get that. That won't, that definitely won't get me to watch it. No, I would not, have no interest in that. It's not putting asses in seats, as Tony Schiavone would say. Um, speaking of asses in seats, there won't be any uh, in house shows. Because apparently WD is going to be done with those, at least for the time being. If they see a need for it and there's a lot of people clamoring for them, of course they're going to bring it back. But uh, for now, they have announced that they're going to be uh, done with house shows. They're just going to be a TV company at the moment. And that's going to allow, I guess, some of the talent to be able to renegotiate their contracts since they're only working one day a week or maybe three, depending on if they're needed on SmackDown or a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brody. Oh, oh, I right. agree. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Brody Lee is uh, out of AEW at the moment with an injury, and so John Silver has been the face of uh, uh, the Dark Order, and he was with Anna Jay uh, last night trying to promote her getting a title shot against Sheeta uh, next week. Uh, as I said, Seth Rollins is taking time out uh, for a little bit as Becky's going to be uh, having their son uh, soon. And they just released some uh, photos of them uh, prior to the birth, and uh, those were available online. Last week, uh, in last weekend, Impact uh, Wrestling had Turning Point. Uh, the North lost their titles to the Good Brothers. And Sue Young dropped the title back to Deanna Perrazzo after only having it for what, about two weeks after having uh, their last pay-per-view. Alistair Black, uh, who's married to Selena Vega, asked for a move back to NXT. Uh, he felt his career was better there, but apparently that has been denied. And we'll just wait to see when he gets brought into uh, SmackDown, if he'll end up suffering any punishments like people think that Lana is because of Rusev over or Miro over in AEW, and that's why she's getting put through the table so many times as a, a backlash of that. And people are thinking that Aleister Black might have some backlash with his character uh, because of what happened with his wife, uh, Zelina Vega. Hmm. 
Otis is apparently going to have a program with Chad Gable, who looks like he's going to be doing something uh, smarmy uh, and almost like a fitness guru as well. They're going to probably be making fun of Otis being fat. WD signed indie star Alex Zane. Uh, oh, the Rascals had their final match this week on uh, Impact Wrestling, and they're uh, rumored to be going to NXT uh, soon. Undertaker asked uh, Triple H to uh, have a job at the PC being a uh, coach, but they'll have to figure out the travel between Florida and Texas since he lives in Texas, and doubt he's going to want to relocate like Shawn Michaels did to Florida. Uh, WrestleMania date, it seems we wanted to be pushed back from March 28th, I think they were saying, or 22nd, uh, to early in April. Uh, Vince still hoping to have uh, fans in attendance. And uh, you never know with the way things are going in Florida. Uh, it's a crazy scene. Uh, well, pack maybe maybe that will be one of the last things that Donald Trump can do is pass the thing that the Rumble can have, you know, lots of guests. <laughs> well, they are still hoping to have uh, people at the Rumble for uh, this uh, January as well. Uh, Pack uh, reforming Death Triangle with Lucha Brothers, and they're going to feud with Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. So once again, AEW is building up more factions, and a lot of them are uh, just three uh, members, and there has been a rumor since the last Jericho Cruise that they are going to be introducing eventually a trios uh, championship into AEW, and they'll... Uh, accommodate all those uh, six-man tag uh, groups like SCU, the Death Triangle, uh, Orange Cassidy, and Best Friends, all the other groups that are starting to form uh, with three uh, team members. So that's coming soon. They showed that on uh, this past uh, episode of Dynamite where the Lucha Brothers sided with Pac and against Eddie uh, Kingston. Uh, former WWE diva Melissa Coates, uh, who's also been a genie with uh, Sabu, recently had to have her leg amputated due to medical complications. Marty Bell is done with NWA, and their women's division seems to be almost down to zero because whoever is still around with their women's division are all hanging out at AEW with their uh, title over there. And... Sadly enough, the NWA women are more highlighted and talented than the AEW women. So they're uh, taking the spotlight away from the AEW women, and they just inserted Britt Baker into that situation with the NWA women. But, yeah, they got two different levels of women over in AEW, and it's sad that another company is leading the way. Matt Seidel also signed with AEW this week, and AEW saw uh, Will Hobbs turn on Cody and joining uh, Team Taz, so another uh, six-man tag issue there with Ricky Starks and Brian Cage along with Will Hobbs. So there's another group uh, for a trios. 
Omega ended up signing a contract to face uh, John Moxley on December 2nd edition of Dynamite for the AEW title after he won the Eliminator uh, tournament, beating Hangman Page at the pay-per-view. But for some reason, uh, Moxley was attacked and was not able to come out and sign the contract. So hopefully no. next week they'll figure that one out. But earlier in the uh, show, Moxley did an interview or a sit-down and uh, talked about his family, but also subtly mentioned that him and Renee are expecting their first child. So congratulations to Moxley and Renee Paquette on their upcoming addition to their family. And she has a podcast coming and also a uh, cookbook. So she's been kept busy after uh, leaving WWE. Inner Circle went to Las Vegas, and they got all drunk and stupid uh, there. Uh, they even had Elvis uh, part of their group. Uh, there was drinking contest between Jericho and MJF. Uh, MJF was cheating at cards. You could tell the dynamics of... Uh, Ortiz and Guevara still hating MJF and Wardlow and uh, Hager uh, not liking each other. And eventually it's still gearing towards Jericho getting kicked out of the inner circle and uh, turning face. So we'll keep that playing out. But they had a second part, which was just a rehash of the movie The Hangover, where it ended with Hornswoggle crying in a diaper. <sighs> yeah, originality at its finest went over with AEW. Uh, as I said, Moxley with the uh, the best uh, match, one of the best matches on last night's show included Serena Deeb uh, taking on Thunder Rosa, and that was for the NWA Championship. So... Craziness. PWI debuted their uh, first ever PWI 50 tag team um, issue, and number one was FTR. There's a mystery woman coming to NXT, and this is involving the story with Boa and Zaya Lee. Boa had been uh, marked with ashes, and uh, there's notes involving Zaya Lee's family. So they're doing a whole Chinese uh, sort of lore, who knows, maybe mafia-ish uh, sort of angle going on. We'll see how that goes. War Games was announced uh, last night on NXT, and they'll be doing it at TakeOver this December on December 6th. And they'll have Undisputed Era taking on Pat McAfee and his crew, including Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and... I'm drawing a blank, unfortunately, on Larkin's tag team partner at the moment. Kevin Owens is going to be on commentary next week for NXT. Uh, this will hopefully be an addition for ratings because it is Thanksgiving uh, week there in the U.S. And people seem to tune in when Kevin Owens is around because he did that last year and even took part in war games. Uh, on Tommaso Ciampa's team. So who knows if he's going to get physical next week on NXT, but he is expected to be there. 
JTG uh, said that he'd like to see Shad Gaspar get a uh, Warrior Award from WWE, part of the Hall of Fame, uh, especially with how he ended up losing his life but while saving his son from drowning. And a lot of people obviously are regarding Shad Gaspar as a hero in that regards, even though unfortunately he lost his own life in saving his son's life. So would not be surprising if uh, he does get somehow honored with the Warrior Award and it'd be well-deserved. So I would agree with JTG. And finally, uh, WD confirmed today that December 11th, they are moving to Tropicana Field in Tampa Bay, Florida and moving everything from the Thunderdome in the Amway Center over to uh, Tropicana Field. It's a baseball uh, stadium, and uh, that's where they're going to be uh, starting with SmackDown Live on uh, December 11th. They have to be out of the Amway Center on December 5th, so still up in the air, I guess, where uh, the Raw will be on December 7th, whether it will be pre-tape before they uh, finally pack everything up from the Amway Center, or if they'll uh, sneak into the Capital Wrestling uh, Center where NXT is filmed and uh, at least do an episode of Raw there before moving to Tropicana Field. So that is everything in wrestling news that I have for this week. Except for also, I'll show the two videos of the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which you have uh, time until the end of this month to vote for. And when we come back from all that, going to run down the card for this Sunday's pay-per-view Survivor Series.
what Tyson, Karen, Brett, and Jody Threat ha has in common? They all support Scumbags Wrestling. And if you buy this poster or shirt, you will, all the money goes to my charity. So please buy one. And so as you see there, uh, CWN is presenting the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. You can vote now until the end of the month for legend, male athlete, female, tag team, sharpshooter, siren, MMA, and honor award. We're also going to have a special ninth award, which will be done on January 18th, which is the 12th anniversary of CWN Online. So get out there, vote, and there's a lot of uh, worthy uh, people being nominated for the first ever class of the CWN uh, Canadian Pro Wrestling uh, Hall of Fame. And Jonesy, have you uh, gotten to your voting yet? Heck no, not yet. I will. I just uh, I like to procrastinate. <laughs> A lot of people to research to see who is uh, getting in there. Yeah, it's just finding time to do everything. And again, I, I'll do it. I just, you know. Understandable. Taxes, you know. <laughs> oh, I hear you. A lot of things going on in this world. Uh, so, like I said, vote now and check out the website. For CWN Online and the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But as I said, when we came back this weekend is WWE Survivor Series, and they're taglining it the best of the best. And once again, it's like a bragging rights uh, edition of the uh, WWE going against each other. Of course, because of COVID. Uh, the excitement that they actually were able to put in last year by having all three brands go against each other and invade could not happen this year. Uh, so NXT is on the outside looking in, and that's why they're also going to be doing their takeover event on December 6th. So there is currently six matches announced for uh, this weekend's Survivor Series. Two of them are uh, traditional elimination matches, and then the rest are champions versus champions. So to run the first one down, and this unfortunately tells a lot about where WWE is uh, sitting with their, uh, I guess, production and how they've presented themselves. Because when I went looking for the match previews and the pictures to put up that I'm going to, they didn't have a picture for Team SmackDown. They only had Team Raw, which consists of Keith Lee, Sheamus, AJ Styles, who wants to be the team captain, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Now, they're going to take on Team SmackDown, and that has uh, Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, that's how much I've... Uh, Baron Corbin's on it along with uh, Kevin Owens and uh, two others. Yeah, they really have not uh, built up uh, the whole thing with uh, the Survivor Series. They've done more of inter-fighting uh, between them 
cells, and it's just not really going to be uh, thought-provoking for uh, this year's uh, elimination matches, at least. And, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to bring up the, whoever else is on Team SmackDown. Jay Uso is one of them because he was one of the first uh, entrants. And Seth Rollins. And they have a fourth member, a fifth member yet to be determined. So they haven't even completed their team yet. And that's happening on Sunday. Um, I think in this case, because they haven't even done much on the SmackDown side of inner fighting. And even though SmackDown did win the men's uh, match last year, I think they're going to win it again this year. And that brings us to the women's side of things. And once again, they don't, have not completed the women's uh, match side of things on SmackDown. But it, for Raw, they have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana. So she's bound to go through another table again. And they're going to be facing off against the team that only has three announcements so far being Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Bianca Belair. In this case, I do see the uh, Raw women uh, taking this one just because they want to build up Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. And they might even surprise people and have Lana be the sole survivor for her team. Uh, I heard some uh, rumor that she gets put through uh, could get put through a table yet again, and all of a sudden, Team SmackDown does end up pulling up the victory, and realize oh, Lana's still there, and she rolls up the last member of SmackDown to surprise everybody and get the victory for Team Raw. I like that scenario. It's not surprising, and of course, they're going to use it as comedy uh, more so than anything. Speaking of comedy. But I think it's going to be a really good match. The New Day, the Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. Uh, I think these two yeah. teams are pretty evenly matched. Jonesy, your thoughts? Is there anything on the line? Bragging rights. Oh, Just bragging rights. Yeah, you do. There's nothing on the line. And that's been the problem with even the... Uh, thought of the men's team or the women's team going against the other side of uh, SmackDown. Like, what does the winner get for this other than, woohoo, we won? You know, at least maybe make give them a wish list that they can submit to the office to say, hey, you know, if, I, if my team wins or if I'm the uh, survivor of this, I earn this. Why not have a um, kind of a money in the bank type of um, clause that if you win that match at Survivor Series and you're the champions, then you get, if you lose the belts within, say, a year, you automatically can um, get a rematch that night, like right after that. Basically, yeah, it instant make it two, two out of three falls. Like something to to make it so there's something on the line. It's just bragging rights. Who, who gives a shit? It's wrestling. Yeah. Exactly, and they work all for the same company. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chad Peterson uh, mentioned about the Thunderdome moving to Tropicana Field on December 11th. And the sword that Drew McIntyre had uh, was given to him by Vince, which was bought by Triple H and uh, Stephanie uh, and given to Vince McMahon on a trip to Scotland years ago. So, yes, thank you, uh, Chad. Basically, Vince McMahon regifted. Well, used his own uh, thing as a prop, basically. Yeah, you regifted. I mean, it's a nice regift. It, it's not like he gave it to uh, McIntyre, though. Oh, he let him use it. Let him use oh, it. So what it? Oh, I, I wow. But yeah, I guess it's still uh, nice. So, but you know, as I said, uh, the tag team uh, champions are going going against each other. I see in this case, I'm going to go with the Street Profits winning because the New Day has won a lot of uh, times, and I think the Street Profits could benefit from a victory over the New Day in their first ever meeting. Then the mid-card guys are going to go against each other as we have... Bobby Lashley, the United States champion over on Raw, taking on the Intercontinental champion from SmackDown, Canada's own Sami Zayn. I unfortunately see this being the squash match of the night with Bobby Lashley disposing of Sami Zayn really quickly. Not that I want it to happen, because I'm a Sami Zayn fan over uh, Bobby Lashley, but just the way they've uh, set Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business up, it would only make sense that this is a squash match uh, between these two uh, mid-card champions. Then the women's champions are going to go against each other as the Raw women's champion, Asuka, is going to take on the SmackDown women's champion, Sasha Banks. Now, surprisingly, unless uh, Bailey ends up uh, taking one of the two remaining spots over on SmackDown, side of things for the women's team. She's not going to be on this card or she gets involved in this match. I do see Asuka picking up the victory. And that's the downside of uh, some of this. They're not going to have all clean match victories. There's going to be shenanigans to make somebody and both champions look strong still and not ruin it. And that's where the booking decisions for this sort of setup really hurt the show. So is there actually any titles actually on the line? No. What a piece of crap garbage show. Like, really? Like, the the only thing that makes it somewhat interesting in wrestling as far as following it is the belts. But when you have that many belts and you're not going to actually defend any of them on the show... Uh, I, that, that again, that, there's another reason why I don't watch mainstream wrestling anymore because it's it again. Re- the wrestling is good, but everything else is crap. It's it's the stuff on either side of the bell. The finishes don't make any sense uh, anymore. Uh, everybody gets fifty fifty booking, and yeah, and that's where uh, just put up Chad Patterson's. Uh, or Peterson's uh, last comment that he's looking forward to seeing Undertaker 
because they're going to do a special send-off of The Undertaker again. Uh, we talked about this last week, um, but I guess you're going to probably see the Godwins. You're going to see Rikishi, uh, Savio Vega, Kane, and Papa Shango or Charles Wright, whoever he wants to come out as uh, the Godfather, all being there. There could be other surprises showing up. And I don't know if this actually should close the uh, event and go out on a high note or if the last match should be the finisher. Because the last match is for the main event champions. And the newly uh, recrowned WWE champion Drew McIntyre is taking on the tribal uh, chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, who has Paul Heyman uh, by his side. Paul Heyman's looking better and better every day, man. <laughs> yeah, and you wonder why they made a, a walrus character. <laughs> they made a walrus puppet of him for the Firefly yeah. Funhouse when they were going to be doing stuff with Bray, but then they switched Bray over to uh, Raw. And so I guess the walrus is going to go away for a while until they can realign them. But I don't know how you get out of this match either. A lot of people want to see this match uh, a lot more than they wanted to see Randy Orton against uh, Roman Reigns. And that's why uh, the start of the title change did go back to Drew this past Monday because this matchup seems better. But once again, how do you get out of it without making Drew look weak or Roman look weak? And the only answer I have in this, which answers your kind of question, Jonesy, is there any title on the line? Well, if you have The Miz pull a Seth Rollins, like Seth did at WrestleMania, you have both champions in the ring at the mm -hmm. same time. The Miz could try and cash in his money in the bank that he just got off Otis and make this an actual championship match with both titles on the line. But Miz loses. One of the champions beat him. The match is over. Both champions look strong. And the money in the bank briefcase is gone. It's played. And both champions look strong. Your thoughts? I like that. Or you can have it where the Miz actually pins them both. And now you have a, well, which championship did he just win? He can pick the championship that he wants, and then the other one goes up at the Royal Rumble. Anything's possible, yeah. Be quite the guy. And really, this match, this match where it's champion versus champion and nothing's on the line, why don't they do it kind of like hockey and other things where if whoever wins that belt then that's the main event for WrestleMania. Like that's the actual closing one yeah. will be closing will be either this belt or that belt. Like they don't even have a stipulation. Uh, I would do that with even the uh, uh, mid card title and say, whoever wins that gets number 30 in the men's Royal rumble. And the one who loses is number one in the uh, men's Royal rumble. So you're already filling that spot, getting people geared up for Royal Rumble, and at least there's some sort of stakes on the line for it. Yeah. But that is uh, 
Actually, before I do uh, close this and uh, turn it over to you, Jonesy, your thoughts on the whole Undertaker uh, farewell? Eh. I mean, I, I personally, I think if they're going to do this type of send-off and all that, the Survivor Series, it's just not a big enough pay-per-view to do that at. And especially with COVID, it's like, it, to me, it's... The amount of times that the WWE celebrates some of their guys, it's just, it's, it, it gets nauseating. It's like, yes, The Undertaker is great and all that other stuff. However, his matches weren't always the best on, on the, the show. Usually it wasn't the, the best on the show. And it's like, yes, he's a legend, but it's time to move on. It's 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 actually when I first started watching wrestling, and occasionally you'd see like um, a guy like Killer Kowalski, and they're like, "Oh, he was awesome! He was awesome!" And you're looking at him now, and it's like, who cares? Who cares if he was awesome 30, 40 years ago? I don't, I don't give it, I don't care because I don't want to see really the Undertaker anymore, unless he's going to be in a Royal Rumble or something. But it shouldn't matter. Because the it, again, it's it, you pass the torch. You want to train and all this other stuff. Fine, um, and hey, I give it to the Undertaker beyond all the, you know, still get on the big card and all that. But to to me as a, a as a wrestling fan, it, it doesn't interest me anymore. I don't, I don't care that they like hoop de doo. All these people are going to be on the show. How many times have they been on other shows? Like. Yeah, and she said his first uh, couple of years of being The Undertaker, his matches were not that great. You look at uh, matches against IRS, Pop, I mean, Kama Mustafa, uh, you know, Bundy, just some garbage matches that you want to forget about. Uh, Giant Gonzalez, just like, oh. Even Jake Roberts at WrestleMania was not the greatest, and Jimmy Superfly Snuka. The Undertaker really wasn't the Undertaker until years later, as far as being much better at wrestling and presenting. And I think that a lot of them are like that. Shawn Michaels, to me, was like that, where, yes, he had good matches and all that, but he really didn't, to me, I didn't find him much different than anyone else until the second run, where... He just showed how good he was. That not only can I do that once, what I just did, but I can do it again and even better. And um, but it, like you know what, and, and a guy like Shawn Michaels, I actually respect the fact that he's done very few matches since his retirement. Just one, and that one he should not have done because that was the Saudi Arabia uh, train wreck with the Brothers of Destruction and DX. Horrible again. Horrible. That should have been either a Rumble or a Survivor Series type match where treat some of them like, like again, what Ricky the Dragon Steamboat did was pretty good. Uh, it, it's guys like that who, even Randy Piper, when he did that match at WrestleMania, people said, oh, you know, he, he wasn't very good. He was never very good at wrestling. He He didn't. He was great character, and he knew how to sell and all this other stuff. But the match itself was pretty much the same goddamn one every time you watch his matches. There was nothing like 
his mannerisms I love, but it, it was just it's just like a um a sitcom where the person says their same lines over and over again every week, and it's like eh. Well, Cena with his five moves of doom, Bret Hart with his uh, five, uh, Hogan with his three moves. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of, and again, like at least at least Brett could mix it up, but the, 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 they did do this too many of the same moves consecutively, and uh, but that's another that's another show I think of these wrestlers that you know you watch again like they how they go on about Ric Flair and it's like yes he's he's great and all that but he is far he was far from a good wrestler in the ring as far as the wrestling itself yeah he knew how to sell and everything but now it's more about the moves and that than because those guys would try to tell a story in the ring but it was the same story. I know what they're trying to do, but it's like you've seen this before. It's just a different guy, you know. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to let you take a quick drink because I'm turning this over to you with this week in history. All right. Get my mouse over to the other screen. Here we go. So uh, this is November 13th to the 19th. Uh, there is a lot of Survivor Series stuff in here. Uh, I'm I'm not going to go through every single match uh, that was on the card. I just picked the matches that seemed to be important or something didn't in fact happen uh, interesting in the match. So anyways, here we go. So November 13th, 70 years ago, Vern Gagne defeated Sonny Myers in a tournament final to win the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. 37 years ago, uh, Tony Gurria and Dean Ho uh, defeated Toro Tanaka and Mr. Fuji to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. 25 years ago, in Tokyo, Japan, Kensuke Sasaki defeated Sting to win the WCW United States Championship. And the first foreign-born United States champion since Roddy Piper did it in uh, 1981. 20 years ago on Nitro, General Rickson got soft in England and lost his WCW US belt to Canadian Lance Storm. 15 years ago, uh, TNA presented Genesis. The show featured the TNA pay-per-view debut of Jay Russo, a.k.a. Kristen Cage. Uh, the show was dedicated to Eddie Guerrero. 15 years ago today on Raw from Manchester, England, Jeff Hardy defeated Johnny Nitro to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. On a sad note, on the same episode, Flair and Piper lost the, w, the, the World Tag uh, Team belts. 13 years ago today, at a SmackDown taping in Wichita, Wichita, uh, John Morrison and The Miz defeated Matt Hardy and MVP to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Nine years ago today, TNA presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone in Orlando. This show saw Jeff Hardy beat Jeff Jarrett three times in a row in mere seconds uh, between each fall, and AJ lost uh, to TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. 
and it is a happy 44th birthday to the once in a century talent, Hishiro, uh, Hish, uh, oh man, I'm having trouble, Hiroshi uh, Tanahashi, born in Ogaki, uh, Jifu, Japan, Tanahashi graduated from the New Japan Dojo and made his in-ring debut in October of 99 against uh, Shinya Togi Makabe. He was stabbed in the back by a uh, TV Asia reporter and ex-girlfriend Hitomi Hara for reels in 2000. This made him a bigger star because the incident made national news. Uh, that's right. The wrestling cliche actually happened to him. He was stabbed in the back by his own partner. Uh, he would return to the ring in 2003. Two months after his uh, return to the ring, Hiroshi would become the first IWGP uh, U30 Openweight Champion. Uh, 2005 was a big year for uh, him as he traveled to North America for the first time and teamed with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura uh, for CMLL in Mexico. He and Nakamura would feud for years over the top prize in IWGP. On July 17th, 2006, Tanahashi defeated Giant Bernard uh, to win the uh, Giant Bernard. That's hilarious to win the IWGP Heavyweight Title for the first time. Uh, that's later the that year, oh, oh, was that who that was? A Train. Giant Bernard A Train. Oh, there you go. What a crappy name. Uh, later that year, Tanahashi became the first two-time winner of the New Japan Cup. At Wrestle Kingdom 3 in 2009, Tanahashi defeated his mentor, Muto, uh, to become the IWGP heavyweight champion for the third time. Uh, Tanahashi uh, would go on to have a long and successful career in amazing matches with everyone from AJ Styles to Akata. Uh, so we're going to move to November 14th. <clears throat> 28 years ago today, Fox aired the final episode of the original WWF Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, the Ultimate Maniacs, Warrior and Savage, defeated Money, Inc., DiBiase, and IRS by countout in a WWF Tag Team Championship match. Shawn Michaels defeated the British Bulldog to win the WWF IC belt. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Papa Shango by submission to retain the WWF Championship. Uh, 21 years ago, WWF presented Survivor Series 99 from the Joe in Detroit. Uh, the show is noted for two things. Uh, the in-ring debut of Kurt Angle and Stone Cold getting hit by a car so he could have surgery on his neck. And Big Show took his place in the championship match, much to the delight of the fans, <clears throat> and won the goal-defeating Triple H and The Rock. Uh, plus, Big Show won his team's uh, Survivor Series match in 87 seconds on his own because he beat up his partners beforehand. Uh, I don't think I was watching a lot of WWE at that time because I just don't remember that. Um, but that's funny that he beat up his own uh, team uh, and he won it. That's kind of funny. Uh, 16 years ago today, WWE presented uh, Survivor Series 2004 from the Gund Arena in Cleveland. Uh, Spike Dudley won the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Sheldon Benjamin defeated Christian and retained the WWE IC uh, belt. 15 years ago today, WWE presented a special episode of Raw in tribute to Eddie Guerrero, uh, recent passing. Also, the next night at SmackDown, they did another tribute show. 
Today would have been the 90th birthday of British wrestling legend Shirley Big Daddy Crabtree. There he is. Look at that big mutter. Uh, Crabtree was a former rugby player, coal miner, and served as part of the Coldstream Guards of the British Army before following in his father's footsteps and becoming a professional wrestler. At one time, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for a 64-inch chest. His name, Big Daddy, would be based off a character from the film adaption of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. He would be devastated in 87 when, in a match, after performing his trademark splash on King Kong Kirk, uh, Kirk was sent to the hospital where he died because of an undiagnosed heart condition. Uh, Crabtree passed away on November 14th, um, 97. Shirley also had a brother and three nephews in the wrestling business at the time of his death. And uh, one thing that's not in there is when he uh, that guy did die, um, it had nothing to do with Crabtree uh, because of that um, undiagnosed heart condition, but he did feel bad uh, about it. Uh, November 15th, uh, 37 years ago, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at TV taping, the Soul Patrol, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson, defeated the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. However, the Wild Samoans uh, still would actually defend the titles on the house show circuit until the title changed uh, uh, air on December 9th. They were able to do that stuff, instead of back then there was... Um, pretty much none of this internet stuff. You had to be super rich to uh, be on the web back then. Uh, 31 years ago today, NWA presented Clash of the Champions 9, a New York knockout. The Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane defeated the Dynamic Dudes. Uh, Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. Uh, Steve Williams defeated the Super Destroyer. Ric Flair defeated Terry Funk in an I Quit match to re-team the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And there's a guy I think that actually deserves to be in uh, the Hall of Fame is Shane Douglas. Uh, that's a guy that, yeah, he didn't win a lot of big belts and all that, but he was around for a long time. And he, but he burned he, a lot of bridges. He, You know, he might have burned a lot of bridges, but to me, it's like, you know, Shane Douglas was in all of... All of the promotions, and he he did put on decent matches. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I I I have always liked Shane Douglas. It's just unfortunately he doesn't have enough. He didn't have enough of whatever they're looking for to be a major championship in the big leagues. Um, Anyways, 22 years ago today, WWF presented Survivor Series 98. Uh, this was the second time there was no traditional Survivor Series matches. Instead, they did the deadly game where the winner of this one-night tournament would be crowned the new WWF champion. Uh, Sable defeated Jacqueline to win the WWF Women's Championship. And Mark Merrow was the special referee, which, who gives a shit? That didn't do nothing for the match. It was boring. Uh, the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog Jesse James, and Badass Billy Gunn defeated The Nation, uh, Owen and Deedle Brown, and the Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, in a triple threat uh, tag match to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. Uh, and the Deadly Game Tournament winner was Rock the Rock by submission, uh, yeah, by the submission Montreal Screwjob, rehash style, um, finisher that they had on Mankind. 16 years ago on Raw, William Regal and Eugene defeated La Resistance, uh, Conway and uh, Sylv uh, Sylvan uh, Grenier 
uh, and Rhino and Tajiri in a three-way for the World Tag Team Championship. Fifteen years ago in Rome, Italy, Nunzio defeated Juventud to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, and after the match, Juventud got drunk and uh, probably got into more trouble. Fourteen years ago, uh, TNA Impact debuted on Prime Time with a two-hour special. Samoa Joe defeated Jay Lethal, the Naturals, uh, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens defeated Team 3D, uh, Brother Devon and Brother A, in a tag team's tables match. Kristen Cage defeated Rhino in a barbed wire six sides of steel cage match. And Christopher Daniels defeated AJ Styles and Chris Sabin in a three-way match to win the TNA X Division Championship. And, of course, Kurt Angle defeated Abyss. 12 years ago today at UFC 91 in Las Vegas, Nevada, Brock Lesnar uh, defeated Randy Coche uh, by, of course, Culture, I think it is, by uh, TKO. Sorry? Randy Couture. Couture, there you go. Uh, I do have a little bit of a speech impediment when it comes to certain uh, names. I just can't get my lips to do certain things. Um, uh, but not as bad as a kid because I did get therapy. In the second round uh, uh, to win the UFC Heavyweight Championship, uh, the win made Lester the first man to win uh, heavyweight championships in the NCAA, WWE, New Japan, and UFC. 11 years ago today, TNA uh, presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Lots of matches, including uh, uh, Tara defeating Austin Kong in a steel cage match. Uh, that's one I want to Google. Uh, I'd like to actually see that one. Uh, 10 years ago today, WWE presented its first ever old school special. Uh, WWE Legends appeared, and the set was modified to look like a 93 episode of Raw, complete with the old Raw letters replacing the Titantron. The throwback matches were Ezekiel Jackson defeated the Brooklyn Brawler in just 50 seconds. Alberto Del Rio defeated Sergeant Slaughter. Mae Young defeated Michelle McCool and Layla in a one-on-two handicap, no disqualification match in just 54 seconds. The win made May, age 77, the oldest person to win a match in WWE history. A uh, small note on this, uh, I understand the May making it quick and all that because of her age, maybe, and all that, but the other ones, like, you can't tell me that Brooklyn Brawler couldn't have gone for two minutes, three minutes, like 50 seconds? Come on. That's just, why bother? Um, five years ago, Nicholas Warren, Francis Bockwinkle, or simply Nick Bockwinkle, died from an unclosed illness in Las Vegas, Nevada. He was 80 years old. Uh, he was born September 6, 1934 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bockwinkle uh, took up wrestling after a knee injury and did his football aspirations. Uh, trained by Lou Thez and Nick's father, uh, Warren, he began his wrestling career in 1955 at just age of 16. His first professional match was against Luthez. Uh, Nick would team up with his father for much of his early career and won his first major singles championship in 1963, the NWA Pacific Northwest uh, Heavy title. Nick's first national exposure didn't come in a wrestling ring, but on a game show. He appeared uh, on a 1968 episode of Hollywood Squares. Uh, he won his match, uh, and he also had a bit of roles on the Monkey and Hawaii Five-0. Uh, we salute you, Nick Bockwinkle, for horseman style. Uh, November 16th. 
33 years ago, WWE holds a Legends Battle Royal at the Meadowlands Arena, honoring the legends outside uh, the normal WWE uh, WWF uh, universe, which was a little odd at the time. They hadn't really, you know, kind of accepted the fact that there was other uh, wrestling federations out there. So uh, that was kind of interesting that they did that. Uh, the, the Battle Royal was won by 71-year-old Duvet, who last eliminated uh, Pat Connor. Also, Pat O'Connor, who was age 63 at the time, to win the belt. Um, uh, other participants were Bach Winkle, uh, Art Thomas, Bobo Brazil, uh, Jay Strongbow, Gino Brito, um, Arnold Scoland, uh, Eduardo Carpenter, uh, Baron Siciluna, uh, Siciluna, sure, whatever, uh, Al Castillo, uh, The Crusher, Pedro Morales, Dominic Dunucci, uh, Kelly Kowalski, Tony Gurria, Gene Kanitsky, and Rene Goulet. Not to be confused with Robert Goulet. And Randy Savage's father, Angelo Poffo, didn't get an invite to the Battle Royal. Uh, the slight would cause a rift between Savage and Vince McMahon, a rift that ultimately would never be repaired. Uh, as Randy's uh, brother Lanny put it in a 2015 interview with Wrestling Inc., uh, 32 years ago today, WWF taped the 18th episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. The show aired on November 6th, two days after Survivor Series. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Super Ninja to retain the WWF IC Championship. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Andre the Giant fought to a double the DQ in a WWF Championship match. And the fabulous Rougeos, Jacques and Raymond, uh, defeated the Young Stallions, Paul Roma, and Jim Powers. 27 years ago today, the Sandman defeated Don Morocco to win the NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Belt. 26 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 29. Uh, Johnny B. Bat defeated the Honky Tonk Man by DQ to retain the WCW World Television Championship. Dave Sullivan, Hulk Hogan, and Sting defeated the Three Faces of Fear, Avalanche, Kelvin Sullivan, and The Butcher. Mr. T was a special referee, and yes, folks, it is as bad as it sounds. It was a terrible... Uh, 24 years ago, ECW presented November to Remember. Louis Spokoli defeated Two Cold Scorpio in a Loser Leaves Town gauntlet match. This was the final ECW belt bout for two cold scorpio as he was leaving for the wwf he beat four wrestlers before being pinned by spicoli the sandman defeated raven uh, to retain the ecw world heavyweight championship 24 years ago today uh wwf uh, held their hall of fame introduction ceremony uh, from the marriott de marquis hotel in new york city the 96th class included captain lou obano kelly kowalski baron mike luna uh, johnny valiant uh johnny Roz, pat patterson vince uh vincent j mcmahon uh, and Jimmy Snuka. This would be the last Hall of Fame ceremony for the company until just before WrestleMania 20 in 2004. 22 years ago today on Nitro from Wichita, Wichita uh, Kansas, uh, Juventud Guerrero defeated Billy Kidman to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, and he went out and got drunk right after. 16 years ago today, WCW presented Millennium Final from uh, Arena 
Arberhausen in Arberhausen, uh, Germany. The Germany exclusive pay-per-view is the final international pay-per-view put on by WCW. The event was never released for American audiences and remains one of about a dozen pay-per-views not available on the WWE Network. Uh, we had some great, exciting matches, I'm sure, with uh, Ernest uh, Miller defeating Mike Sanders to become the commissioner of WCW. General Rection uh, defeated Lance Storm via disqualification in a WCW US Heavyweight Championship match. Norman Smiley defeated Fit Finley in an October Fast Hardcore match. Alex Wright and General uh, Rection defeated Mark Gingerak and Sean O'Hare to win the WCW World uh, Tag Team Championship. And Sting defeated Kevin Nash by submission to win the WCW European Cup. Uh, boxer Axel Schultz was the special referee. 17 years ago today, another Survivor Series. Uh, that would be 2003. Team Angle um, defeated uh, Team Lesnar. Uh, and it was 5-3. to three. The Survivors was Benoit and Xena. Uh, in the Survivor Series match. Uh, Kane defeated uh, Shane McMahon in an ambulance match. And Team Bischoff, Jericho Christian, Randy Orton was the survivor. Uh, Steiner and Mark Henley defeated uh, Team Austin, which is Michaels, RVD, Booker T, Bubba, and Devon. Uh, five on four in the Survivor Series match. As a result of the win for Team Bischoff, uh, Austin lost his position as Cold General Manager of Raw, and Vince McMahon defeated The Undertaker in a buried alive match. I didn't even know this freaking happened. Uh, this would be The Undertaker's last match until WrestleMania 20, the following uh, March. Goldberg defeated Triple H to uh, retain the World Heavyweight Championship. 16 years ago today, at a SmackDown taping in Dayton, Ohio, John Cena defeated Carlito Caribbean Cool in 25 seconds to win the WWE US uh, Championship. Six years ago today in Beijing, China, uh, Mai Yim defeated Evelis Velglez to win the Shine Championship. On the same show, uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Ricochet to win the Dragon Gate Open. Uh, the Freedom Gate Championship. All right. We're, we're about halfway through now. Isn't that exciting? I need another drink here. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, November 17th, 24 years ago today, WWF presented the Survivor Series uh, 2006. Uh, the show uh, featured... No, sorry. That, I'm wrong. That's, that should be... Uh, 96. Yeah, 96. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 96. There we go. Um, the show featured the WWF in ring debut of its first third generation performer, Dwayne Johnson, aka Rocky Maivia. And yeah, a uh, oh yeah, look at that. Look at that. You know what? When he came in, I honestly went, Yeah, he he looks, you know, fit and all that, but what a what a joke. You know, you just didn't think that, okay, you know, that's cute. Didn't know that he'd, you know, go on to be a legend. Um, yeah, so they uh, did a Survivor Series match um, with the fake Razor and Diesel, which wasn't good enough to make the list. Um, so I'm not going through that crap. Uh, the Undertaker did defeat Mankind. Uh, Mark Romero, uh, Rocky Maya Villa, Jake Roberts, and the Stalker defeated Crush, Lawler, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, and Goldust. 
uh, 4-3 in the Survivor Series match, and Rocky Mayavia was the lone survivor. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Steve Austin, and Psycho Sid defeated Shawn Michaels to win the WWF Championship. 23 years ago in Nitro, Rick Rude appears on both Nitro and Raw on the same night. Uh, plus, earlier in the week, he was also on an episode of ECW. Over on Raw was the, uh, the two-part Brett Screwed Brett interview. Uh, the interview was the birth uh, to the Mr. McMahon character, a ruthless businessman who would do, go to any means to get his way for the betterment of his company. Uh, consequences be damned. And it, it, it's really funny because when that happened, it was a completely different McMahon from the one we grew up with. Uh, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was really good. It worked so well back then. Um, and then they beat the shit out of that horse. Uh, 22 years ago, uh, at a raw is war taping Dwayne Gill defeated Christian and become the WWF light, uh, heavyweight champion, uh, because WWF didn't care much for this belt anymore. Uh, Gill would hold the championship for 15 months, uh, not losing it until February 13, 2000, to S.A. Rios. Um, 18 years ago, WWF presented Survivor Series 2001 edition. Two. Uh, there was no elimination. Uh, uh, actually, that's probably not right. That's 2002, but why not? Uh, there were no elimination tag matches on the show uh, for just the second time in WWE history, but there were three elimination matches on the show, including... Uh, the first ever Elimination Chamber match in company history. Uh, we've seen Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray, and Spike Dudley defeat three-minute warning, uh, Rosie and Jamal, and Rico in a three-on-two uh, three in an Elimination Tables match. Um, Billy Kidman defeated Jamie Noble to win the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Victoria defeated Trish Stratus in a hardcore match to win the WWE Women's Championship and the big show. Oh, God, there's more on this one. Well, a lot of stuff happened on that one. I don't think anything really. Uh, oh, okay. So the Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H and Booker T. Uh, Van Dam and Kane and Chris Jericho in the Damer match. The win made Shawn Michaels a world champion for the first time since 98. Six years ago on Raw uh, from Luke Harper, uh, from, oh, I'm, that was a bad edit by me. Anyway, six years ago on Raw, Luke Harper defeated Dolph Ziggler to win the WWE IC uh, belt. And it's a happy 40th uh, birthday for famed independent wrestler Mercedes Martinez. Uh, she was on the AEW second pay-per-view card and on Dark. Currently, she is signed by the WWE. It's a happy 41st uh, birthday to... Sorry, Shabata, uh, Shabata, the Wrestling Observer's uh, newsletter winner for Best Brawler in 2013, uh, was ranked the uh, number 35 singles wrestler in the world by PWI in their 2016 edition of the Top 500. And today would have been the 65th birthday of Ted Lipscomb, best known to wrestling fans as Nightmare Tim Ted Allen. Uh, he was a four-sport athlete, uh, edited uh, the um, uh, high school newspaper, and even did play-by-play -play for some of the games. Uh, at age 14, he was the ring announcer for the weekly matches at the Sports Palace in Cartersville. Allen made his pro wrestling debut in 75. He would wrestle full-time uh, by 1980 as one half of the Masked Nightmares with Danny Davis. 
uh, for you that remember Davis, uh, wrestling under a tiger mask was almost a way of life for Alan. He was a Mr. Wrestling, a Black Tiger, even a Power Ranger for Smoky Mountain. Uh, Alan's biggest contribution to the business came as a trainer. He most notably uh, trained Art Anderson, Ray Trailer, Scotty Riggs, Bull Buchanan, and referee Randy Wee Anderson. Uh, Post-in-ring career, he promoted local wrestling shows in Georgia, ran a furniture moving business, and even built wrestling rings. He was 54. He had two children and three grandchildren. Now to November 18th. 28 years ago, uh, WCW presented Class of the Champions 21. Scotty Flamingo defeated Johnny B. Bad by knockout in a boxing match in just 61 seconds. That kind of surprised me. Uh, Eric Watts and Kensuke Suzaki defeated Aaron Anderson and Bobby, the beautiful Bobby. WCW champion Ron Simmons and Two Cold Scorpio defeated Cactus Jack, the Barbarian, and Tony Atlas in a two-on-three handicap match. This was Two Cold Scorpio's uh, um, WCW debut, and he unleashed the 450 splash to win, believed to be the first time such a maneuver was executed on an American wrestling show. Uh, Medusa uh, versus Paul E. Dangerously ended in the five-minute time limit draw. This was actually the final television appearance for Heyman, as he would be f- fired a few weeks later for allegedly falsifying expense reports. Heyman would re, uh, retaliate and sue WCW, claiming anti-Semitism. Heyman would get a huge undisclosed settlement, uh, settlement out of it. And Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas defeated Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes to win the NWE WCW Unified World Tag Team Championship. 25 years ago, ECW presented November to Remember. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Psychosis in a Mexican death match. Bill Alfonso defeated Todd Gordon. Uh, and Yula Melikotkadi was the special referee. Mikey Whipwreck defeated uh, Steve Austin to retain the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. The Sandman was the original opponent for Whipwreck, but Austin jumped Sandman before the match and took his place. 19 years ago, WWF presented Survivor Series uh, 2001. The hook of the show was the lone Survivor Series match that marked the conclusion of the invasion angle. WCW United States Champion Edge defeated WWF IC Champion Test in a title unification match. Uh, The IC Championship remained, though it was retired for a short period the following year. It was brought back in May 2003. The United States Championship returned in July of 2003. WCW Tag Team Champions, uh, the Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba Ray and Devon defeated WWF Tag Team Champions, the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeff, in a steel cage uh, title unification match. And Team WWF, uh, The Rock, Jericho, Undertaker, Kane, and The Big Show defeated The Alliance. Steve Austin, Angle, Booker T, RVD, and Shane McMahon, 5-4, to four, with The Rock being the sole survivor. In a winner-take-all Survivor Series match, the win brought in an official into the WCW and ECW entities, though ECW would be revived due to popular demand for a year, four and a half years later, blah, 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 we know that's right. Uh, 13 years ago, uh, WWE presented Survivor Series uh, 2007. This show featured the return of Edge, who had been sidelined with a pectoral injury since July. CM Punk defeated John Morrison and The Miz in a triple threat match to retain the ECW championship. 
uh, Triple H's team uh, of himself, Hardy, Mysterio, and Kane defeated Team uh, Umanga, uh, Mr. Kennedy, uh, MVP, and Finley, and Big Daddy V. Ugh. Uh, 5-3 in a Survivor Series elimination match with Triple H and Jeff Hardy being sole survivors. Uh, the Great Kelly uh, defeated Hornswoggle by DQ. My God, that must have been horrible. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Shawn Michaels to retain the WWE Championship. And Batista defeated The Undertaker in the Hell in the Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Nine years ago... Ring of Honor presented Survival of the Fittest uh, 11, well, 2011. Um, seven years ago today on Raw from Nashville, Tennessee, Big E uh, defeated Curtis Axel to win the WWE IC belt. Today is the 44th birthday of Tomaki Honma, Honma, yeah, Honma uh, born in Hagushin, Yaga. Oh, yeah, this one. This was hard to get through. Born in Hagashin, uh, Yagamagata, Japan, uh, Honma trained in the Big Japan Pro Wrestling Dojo before debuting for the company in May of 97. He wrestled primarily in the lower card until making a name for himself in Big Japan's deathmatch division. His career took off from there. Uh, Honma's, uh, whose nickname, uh, Mina no Koshi, for his... Um, uh, Panache of trying and often missing is uh, feeling a falling headbutt. Uh, has a characteristically hoarse voice, sometimes made possible uh, for having crushed vocal cords. Um, the same affliction that uh, most famously affected John Laronitis and uh, Jenakiro Gen uh, Ten Tenru. God, I can't even say that guy's name. Oh, well. November 19th of, oh, it's the last day, hurrah, 54 years ago today in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Mad Dog Vachon defeated Dick the Bruiser to win the AWA Heavyweight Championship for the fifth time. 30 years ago today at a WWF Superstars taping, Mr. Perfect defeated the Texas Tornado, Terry Carey Von Eric to win the WWF, uh, oh God, WWFIC Championship for the second time. Uh, 29 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 17. Uh, this was the first uh, clash to be presented without an official subtitle. Ooh. Uh, Steve Austin uh, defeated PN News to retain the WCW World Television Championship. I'm sure that was a terrible match for Austin. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and Ricky Steamboat defeated the Enforcers. Uh, Arn and uh, Larry Zabisco to win the WCW uh, championship, uh, the tag team championships. Uh, Rick Rue defeated Sting to win the WCW uh, United States Championship. And Lex Luger defeated Rick Steiner to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 26 years ago today in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, Chris Candi Candido defeated Tracy Smothers in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated NWA Heavyweight uh, Championship. Candido was the first NWA championship since Shane Douglas shit on it and threw down the belt back on August 27th. Uh, other participants in the tournament uh, were Devon Storm, Eddie Gilbert, Johnny Gunn, El Snow, Tony Anthony, Jerry Lawler, Osuma, Nashish Mira, and Lou Perez. Not really a great fucking bunch of people to go for a big belt, but hey, whatever. 25 years ago, WWF presented Survivor Series 95. 
this was the first Survivor Series uh, to not take place on Thanksgiving um, Eve or Thanksgiving night. This was also the first pay-per-view event to feature the Spanish announcing table. Hurrah! Uh, Soul Survivors are in bold. And that was for me, not for me, but oh well. Uh, the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, defeated the Public Enemy, Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. Brisa Fay, AJ Kong, Tomako Watabe, and uh, Lioness Asuka defeated Alunder Blaze, uh, Koyoko Inui, it uh, doesn't really matter. Um, Asia Kong was the sole survivor, and uh, that's about it for that. Uh, this was the final WWF pay-per-view for Alundra, and all the other women, for that matter. Uh, Alundra, less than a month later, turned up on Nitro, and we know what she did. Uh, Gold Dust defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. This was Bam Bam's uh, final WWF pay-per-view as he left for ECW following the show. The Dark Side, Undertaker, Savio Vega, Fatu, and Harry Godwin... Uh, destroyed the Royals, King Mabel, uh, Jerry Lawler, Isaac Yankum, and Hunter Hearst Hamilton for nothing and a Survivor Series match. Undertaker scored all four decisions for the dark side, three by pinfall and one by countout. Shawn Michaels, Ahmed, and the British Bulldog, uh, and Sid uh, was the only one that was eliminated on that team. They defeated Yokozuna, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas for the one and a Survivor Series match. Bret Hart defeated Diesel in a no-DQ match to win the WF Championship and ending Diesel's 550-day reign. 30, oh, sorry, 20 years ago today, WF presented Survivor Series 2000. Steve Blackman, Crash Holly, uh, Molly Holly defeated uh, TNA, Test and Albert, and Trish Stratus. Uh, the Radicals... Uh, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and Perry Saturn defeated Billy Gunn, Road Dog, China, and K-Quick 4-2 in a Survivor Series match. Um, Benoit and Saturn were the two survivors. The Rock defeated Rikishi. Kurt Angle, who was the champion, champion, defeated The Undertaker to retain the belt. Uh, the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, and the Hardy Boys uh, Matt and Jeff defeated Edge and Christian in the right to censor. Bull Buchanan and the Godfather, sorry, the Good Father, uh, 4-3 in a Survivor Series match. Steve Austin and Triple H fought to a no contest in a no DQ match. Wait. Um, uh, yeah, what? A no contest in a no DQ match. Oh, yes, the match had to end because Stone Cold Steve Austin lifts Triple H's car uh, via a forklift and drops it some 30 feet upside down with Triple H inside, so the match had to end, and, well, there you go. Uh, 19 years ago today on Raw from Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Vince McMahon, Kiss My Ass Club, uh, was born with William Regal becoming the first member. Congratulations uh, there, Regal. Shane and Stephanie McMahon were fired. Ric Flair returned to the WWF after leaving the company in early 93 as half-owner of the WWF. 14 years ago today, TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe by submission. Uh, the submission is the first time Samoa Joe was beaten in a match. Uh, and it would have been happy 60th birthday to Miss Elizabeth today, hadn't she party with Flexi Lexi. So that is all. What a beautiful face. One of my favorite pictures of Miss Elizabeth. 
Yeah, it's a nice one. So, yeah, that was a uh, long uh, drive down uh, memory lane, but a lot of great events, uh, great champions uh, also crowned there, uh, depending on who you're talking about, whether it's Mr. Perfect, Chris Candido, Big E, Shawn Michaels in his horrible brown tights uh, at the uh, Elimination Chamber in 2002. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, things went down in November, and there's still more to come next week. So I want to thank everybody for being a part of this uh, week's show, whether you're listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else. And if you've tuned into us live tonight on Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook, thank you. Be sure to like and subscribe, and go over to CWN online to vote for the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, votes are still accepted until the end of the month, and we'll be making announcements next month of who's getting in with a uh, show happening on January 18th. Also, be sure to get your uh, Scumbags Wrestling t-shirts right now with the special that I have going on with the whole package, getting the t-shirt and poster for just $30. 22 stars of the independent wrestling scene here in Ontario and money going to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Stevens Wrestling Journey. We've been a little lax, unfortunately, due to scheduling issues on doing Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Uh, we're supposed to be doing uh, Survivor Series. Hoping to get uh, some uh, episodes recorded and uh, put out about that, but uh, hopefully if we don't get that done for this month, which I will be sad about, we are going to move on, though, to December. And you can see on WD.com, they've done a tournament of uh, 64 matches involving The Undertaker and greatest matches uh, from different decades, and including Wildcard. We're going to take that tournament and see if we coincide with what the fans that voted on W Network uh, did, and we'll do that as Fantasy Warfare Tournament for December. But as I said, this is the conclusion of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast for this week, and I thank you for joining us. Jonesy, you got anything to add before we get out of here? No, I don't think I do. Okay. Well, everybody have a good night, and thank you for joining us. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Chop from Scumbags Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kids Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on Stevens Wrestling Journey.